this is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, <laughs> to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. And welcome to another brand new edition of the Municipals. I'm Matthew. And I'm Philip. And today we are honored to be joined by Mr. Robert Zakowski. He is with a group called the Community Bikeways. They're at BikewayTO on uh, Twitter. And you also wrote a blog and it's called Two Wheeled Politics. Is that right, Robert? Welcome to the show, by the way. Um, that's correct, Matthew. Uh, thank you for having me. Um... So... I have to ask you right off the bat. Sorry, Phil, I'm going to take this one. Um, it's very important that you did, and I'll explain to you why in a moment, but absolutely. Ever, ever since it happened, we ask every guest. So I got to hear the story, where you were, and how you found out about John Tory's resignation. Yeah, so uh, I was in my uh, room uh, just um, browsing uh, social media, at that, and then I saw a post saying, yeah, John Tory had resigned. I thought, are you sure it's not the idiot or the Baberton? Uh, so, yeah, I thought there was a Trout Star article, so I read it, and then I found it was, like, involving a sexual allegation, and, yeah, my first tweet uh, was about that. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Amongst all the reasons I expect John Tory to resign, I didn't think it'd be because of a sexual allegation or something along those lines. Considering he didn't force Michael Thompson to resign. Yeah, and there's like so many other things like I want to go ballistic at John Tory as is. You know, Phil keeps pointing out to the uh the look on his face when he walks into the room. And apparently now I love that's it so much. It's have you found it yet on YouTube? Because you said you know, that I'll... that's not available anymore. Like him walking still... into the room. Because all of the footage that's recorded is like it'll be the clip where it's just him starting talking and it's like City news. I need you to show me the whole thing because you're missing the most important part, which is again. I, I realize this is a an audio format, but for us in this moment, we are on a visual format. And his eyes were just like as he walked in. It was the weirdest look on his face, and I really enjoyed it personally. What you're saying is it's meme worthy. Oh, well, you know, when you put it like that, I, I guess I should put in more effort to, like, find <laughs> the actual footage because, and, you know, I won't even tell you. I think when if I do find that, it'll have to be a very classic, you know, top text, bottom text meme with his face. And I'll just, you know, I'll post something. It'll be fun. So, Robert, <laughs> why don't you talk about uh, Bikeways T.O.? And, and and your blog, talk about the progress that you guys have made in terms of getting or advocating for bike lanes uh, in Toronto and maybe what's next um, in terms of bike lanes and stuff like that. Okay, that's going to take a while. So um, I started to advocate for um, cycling uh, more than uh, 10 years ago. Um, it was uh, fall 2012. Uh, I just uh, started getting back into uh, biking, and um, I was also relatively new to uh, Twitter and political activism in general. And then 
I heard about this uh, organization called uh, Cycle Toronto, and they had this uh, tent at a bike show. So I went over and surf up, site up on the spot. And from there, like I kept learning about um, what's out there at the cycling community, including the uh, ward advocacy groups through Cycle Toronto, like all these uh, group rods where it's the bike rave or bells on Bloor, bells on Danforth, um, and trying to get to, to know the political process there. And it really hooks you, uh, to be honest. And given uh, I'm an accountant, um, one of the things I started looking into in the late uh, 2013 was um, the municipal budget. Um, at the time, um, I didn't hear anyone um, in the cycling community uh, talk about it. And then I thought, okay, take a look. Um, they said that they're spending about $8 million a year for uh, cycling. And when I read the budget notes, uh, they said they'll probably build about 80 kilometers of uh, on-street bike lanes over a 10-year period. And then we look at the 2001 bike plan. They called for a 495-kilometer network within 10 years. So clearly, you have a serious mismatch. So from there, um, I started um, talking to other advocates and calling for the need to uh, increase cycling funding. Though I also found out that there's an issue with staff capacity because the cycling budgets were not being fully spent. So in 2016, the city uh, introduced a new bike plan. It calls for about 335 uh, kilometers over uh, 10 years. It doubled the cycling infrastructure budget to about uh, 16 million. So it's now about uh, 20 million a year. But then, Shortly after it was approved, um, my friend Albert Cole um, suggested that I uh, help him track the progress. And it turns out, um, instead of installing 33 or 34 kilometers a year, they were installing about seven kilometers. Wow. So, yeah. And uh, in early 2018, I believe, um, we put out this article in Dandy Horse called WTF is uh, up with the bike plan because... I think we always saw the 25 kilometers within three years when we should have installed more than three times that. And I think Montreal was installing about 30 or 40 kilometers a year at the time. Oh, wow. And then and then the city ended up throwing out that 10-year program and instead focused on these um, rolling uh, three-year plans. And uh, to do a better job coordinating uh, with Capital Works projects. But Ranting aside, there has been a fair bit of uh, progress uh, with bike lanes uh, over the past decade. Like in 2016, we finally got uh, bike lanes on Bloor Street from Shaw Street to Abder Road after 40 years of uh, studies and uh, calls uh, for action by advocates. And 2017, those bike lanes became permanent. And then the pandemic hit, and that's when we saw the year with the most bike lane installations in history, about 30 kilometers, with the 34 if the Bridley ones didn't get removed. And we finally had this 15-kilometer um, bikeway from Runningmead to Dawes, and then another kilometer uh, last year to go to Victoria Park Avenue. Which, which sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Robert, but I feel like doesn't that feel like that should have been the time frame where we did so much infrastructure work was 
you know, the COVID shutdowns where we had so many people off the roads. That would have been such a good time for us to be doing a lot of, uh, I mean, because we didn't, we didn't shut down construction. We didn't shut down a lot of that stuff. That would have been such a good opportunity. I mean, in this conversation, we're talking about cycling infrastructure. And I mean, we nailed it that year, 30 kilometers. But of course, wasn't that also our target? We wanted that to be the target every year. Yeah, it was supposed to be the <laughs> annual target. <laughs> yeah, but, but still, so, like, what a missed opportunity! Which sounds, oh my god, I realize how terrible that sounds for me to say the sentence. COVID was a missed opportunity. Nobody, uh, take that out of context, please. And given how Lisa actually said it was a missed opportunity, I kid you not. Oh, okay. You know, he's if he if he's allowed to say that out loud, I'm allowed to say that out loud. <laughs> Sorry to have interrupted you. No, no, yeah, yeah. You you can go ahead, continue. Okay, yeah. So um in 2021, uh, another um important bike link got installed uh, on Young Street um in Midtown, which went from uh, Bloor Street to Davisville Avenue. And last year the uh Pilot originally was going to be extended to July 2023, and then Mayor said, you know what, let's shorten the uh, extension so that you make a decision at the end of January. And of course, you know that uh, Mayor Tory was calling for an extension of the pilot again when the matter came up back in like in February. And was like, what the F, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like the say was clear that, that the Midtown Young Place Street Pilot was a resounding success with the tripling of cyclic volumes, doubling of uh, pedestrian volumes, and more vehicle and emergency responder impacts were minimal at, at worst. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, Young Street, I've probably seen more resistance to that project than any others uh, I've seen in Toronto. But just so glad that that one specifically was over. So what do you see in terms of uh, what's up next? I mean, I <clears throat> as I told you, I, I, I'm a truck driver. So, I mean, I, I drive around, I see bike lanes, but I'm not exactly sure. Like, because, you know, I, as a delivery person, you, you pay so much attention to, you know, what you're doing. I sometimes don't realize when a street has uh, uh, bike lanes and when it doesn't. But uh, <clears throat> do you have a... a, a do you guys have a goal in terms of kilometers or do you have certain uh, uh, streets that you want uh, bike lane that are currently not bike lane? If that's okay. a word. Okay. So I know in late 2021, that was what the last uh, three year plan for 2022 to 2024 was approved. It called for a hundred kilometers to be installed during that time frame compared to 65 kilometers for the prior uh, three years. And, um, one thing that I'm super stoked about is that if everything goes according to plan, by late next year, we could have not one, but two 30-kilometer east-west bikeways, those being Lord Danforth Kingston from Kipling to Scarborough Golf Club and on Eglinton from Mississauga border to Candy Station. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> That'd be a solid one. I think, wait, I think, was that one of the ones we were talking about um, on Twitter uh, a month back or so? Uh, possibly. And then there's also a push <laughs> to get the Midtown Young bikeways that extended to Eggleton. I'm not sure if you've heard of this uh, tool called 
T-O-N view, but it shows you uh, what projects are expected uh, within the next couple of years. And one interesting tidbit that popped up was that in the 2024 to 2025 timeframe, there could be an extension of the Midtown Young Bikeway from Davisville to Eggleton. Of course, uh, there has been a public consultation yet, uh, but um, it's a pretty good uh, tool to see uh, what's going on uh, in the city. Robert, what do you say to the people who say that <clears throat> much like, uh, um, you know, motorcyclists and, and people with cars, that people with bikes need to be licensed? Yeah, a lot of people who bike will go ballistic at you for um, suggesting that uh, people who bike uh, should be licensed. Like, in fact, Toronto already tried a bicycle licensing program from the really? 1930s to 1950s. Yes, but the problem was the cost of maintaining the licensing program just uh, did not um, was not worth the benefits. And the item had come up at City Council a fair number of times over the past 20 years. I think Stephen Holiday uh, tried to, so did uh, Jim Kieran. <laughs> but when that happens, you're going to have that motion deferred indefinitely, which is City Hall speak for killing the project. But to go back to the point, bicycle licensing will only discourage people from biking Whereas we need to encourage that more um, if we are to achieve the transport TO goals of having 75% of trips within five kilometers done without a car by 2030. And the things that get people on bikes more is more protected bike lanes, expanding the bike share program, ensuring there's uh, enough places to uh, lock our bikes. And yes, uh, it'll help uh, having uh, some like bicycle hubs and um, education programs. Like, I think the Netherlands has a national program uh, in that regard. And what's great uh, here, Robert, is that this goes hand in hand. Last week, we were talking to Isabella a bit about the TTC. And of course, the whole thing is, a big part of it is we want to move people towards, you know, it's alternative alternative transportation that's not just personal vehicles so you know we want to encourage stuff like public transit and we want to encourage bike use cycling use you know and and how do we make that happen in the case of cycling use we build the infrastructure i mean it's you know i didn't i don't think i've had too much of a chance to talk about my 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 biking opportunities during the campaign which are very fun because i'm not i'm not a cycling guy uh Sorry, I realize I talk about I talk about my campaign a lot about on this podcast because I really enjoyed doing it and uh, I like to talk about it because. But I went on two two bike rides during the campaign. One was uh, the bells. I think it was the bells on Kingston. Um, it was like a ride through Scarborough, uh, almost completely no, no, no infrastructure. Uh, and first of all. Uh, cyclists are patient and angels. You'd be surprised. I mean, there's like, this image of like cyclists as a certain thing, but I came super unprepared, tires not well inflated, a million people around just wanting to fix me. That's where I met uh, Jenny Warden, uh, council candidate for <laughs> Ward 19. And um, she's incredible, super cool. 
Uh, I also saw Gil Penalosa there. Uh, that was my second time meeting him. And so we biked through Scarborough and it was, it was a hard bike ride and it was just, man, really just really. And so the second bike ride, sorry, I realized I'm, I'm being weird when I'm talking about this was a bike ride. We went West on uh, Danforth down the bike lane there. And it is just night and day. The difference it's, it's so it's pleasant to bike down the bike lane there. Like, cause you know, you don't feel like you're competing with cars, you know, um, that cause they've got the separation. There. It's not, you know, the best, it's not a full thing. I think it's just the, um, the concrete, um, you know, the parking stops, you know what I'm talking about? But, uh, like just the difference between the infrastructure and not, uh, for a very a very casual cyclist, like I'm, I don't consider myself a hobbyist or anything like that. Which I also pointed out consistently while I was campaigning on this stuff, you know, because it just in my mind this infrastructure made sense, and because I, I feel like a lot of people present it almost from a hobbyist perspective, and I just I wanted to say, like I don't I don't bike, but the we need the infrastructure, you know. I don't know. Biking, biking was a highlight of my of my municipal campaign. And uh, before we move on, Robert, I saw your tweets earlier today. We always love to, you know, because we rag on enough counselors when they do bad. We rag on them. But when they do good, we acknowledge them. And I saw a couple of your tweets. And if you want to read them out, I, I love to do that because, again, we love acknowledging when, when counselors represent. Go for it. No, no, it's okay. You you read them. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, you know you know which ones I'm talking about, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, this morning in I-55, I tweeted out, um, yeah, thank you, Diet Sex and uh, at Bravo Danport, that's Alejandra, for getting the initiative to extend the college bike lanes from Manning to Lansdowne on next week's IEC Infrastructure Environment Committee meeting agenda. This extension will help provide vital cyclic connections and then, like, I always use the bike to you hashtag uh, on Twitter, along with the standard draw politics one to you, Polly. And then I uh, did another tweet after that saying, <clears throat> assuming this motion goes through, I'm calling out Gore Perks, my former counselor, to also add Ooh. Dundas from Soror to Bloor to the 25 to 27 bike to you plan so that the College Dundas bikeway can become to continuous. Because one of the things that people who bike like to rant about is how like the bike lanes don't connect with each other. So there you have it. Diane Sachs, Alejandro Bravo and Gord Perks. Wait, was that a, was that a shout out or a shout down to Gord Perks? I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Okay. I was uh, calling him out to see if he oh, can okay. get that. <laughs> However, if you look at the council voting records, uh, Gore Perks is one of the better ones when it comes to road safety. <laughs> Absolutely. He's very... So, so we'll, give him, we'll give him that shout-out <clears throat> for auxiliary shout-out. Yeah, though I do want to have uh, some words with him uh, when it comes to parks, because he wanted to add Green Peak parking uh, on the west side of that street when this group called, say, Parkside. All of us like told him that it was a bad idea. But he still uh, ran through, unfortunately. So... Even the good council 
Spencer will screw up once in a while. Phil, would you agree we've reached our quota for acknowledging the good stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So for a moment, I <laughs> yes, we've we've done good on good. So we, we can, can dump now. We can get to the negative. I love dumping. All yeah, right. So so don't have to ask Matthew. Don't We're always ready. So here, so here we go. I can't resist anymore. You know, last week we didn't talk about it. And to be honest with you, I'm not really expecting a miracle on April 3rd or even after that of him agreeing to an interview. Because let's be honest, we've already challenged him to show up. I sent him a Zoom invite. He didn't show up. He ran away. So we're just going to talk about it. And of course, I'm referring to presumptive mayoral candidate. Blake Acton. Phil, I have to know before I go any further, the link that I sent you, please tell me that you watched the video. Or, sorry, it's an audio clip, but tell me you watched it. We can't play it here because of copyright or, or you're, you're, I don't, I don't give a shit. I would play it, but I, you know, I don't want to get nailed for copyright. So please tell me you listened to it. So this is the clip about him announcing the free TTC, right? Yes. But did you listen to yeah. the you did you listen to the whole clip? Oh no. I I feel like that means I missed something. Matthew, what did John, I miss? John Moore of of More in the okay. Morning tore him apart. Oh no. Okay. Cuz I I only did the one thing cuz I was I was only I was only ready to talk about the free TTC which no, no, we'll it's get a to great that. idea. We'll get to I that in a minute. I trust it from Blake Acton, but oh no, Matthew. So he tore I... him apart. So this is what happened. So so he announced it, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Blake Acton, and we're going to do free TTC, blah, 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 blah. And then John Moore's like, well, that's great. I, I always like to hear that. How are you going to pay for it? Finally. And then he, and then Blake Acton's like, stay tuned. Oh no. And then you can't act like that with real people. And then John Moore's like, you know, I never let a political uh, candidate come on here and and make an announcement without without costing it out, without you know, pri without a price tag. And he's like, stay tuned. He's like, well, you see. And then John Moore's like, I've crunched my numbers, and it looks like a two point three eight billion liability. And uh, and he's like, and you you basically, and then. And then Blake Acton messes up and says, well, no, I do have the answer for you. And then John Moore's like, okay, so you have the answer. You're just not willing to give it. And he's like, you're, you're being, you're being coy. And to be honest with you, this is, this is not a good first impression. And then, and then towards the end makes a comment about, you know, uh, maybe not, uh, I can't remember his exact wording, something about being ser a serious candidate or some, some, I can't remember the exact wording, but uh, for anyone who's listening, it's, it's more in the morning. You go to Google uh, on your, on your, on your computer, you type in more in the morning podcasts. And we usually don't advertise anyone else's podcast, but this is worth, <laughs> this is worth the price of a good. This is you go there, you scroll down to March 13th, Blake Acton, and it's three minutes and 38 seconds. And it is amazing. So Matthew, I was just so ready to talk about how, man, isn't free TTC a good idea? Not from Blake Acton, because A, he's not gonna be elected. B, his like his this is 
I feel like this might be getting too into the the personals of what we know about Blake Acton in the Twitter game, but his like Twitter surrogates are constantly talking about how like fair evaders are such a huge problem. And so for Blake Acton to then go, okay, no fair then. Yeah, but, like, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's smart, but that doesn't seem real. But Phil and, and Rob, maybe you can attest to this too. Free TTC is not a friggin' Blake Acton original idea. Sarah Kleimanhag no, no, no. Sarah Kleimanhag in the election in the fall was saying free TTC. And 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 maybe there was a couple other candidates, but she's the only one that comes to mind. Uh Rob, you you know you agree with me. It's not a, a an original idea. That's been that's been floated out before. That's right. And uh Saranka Bresselesi, uh, who ran for mayor in 2018, was the first one in Toronto that I know of that had suggested the free TTC. And as much as I like the idea, the one thing that needs to happen first is that Queen's Park, they need to reinstate funding 50% of the TTC's operating expenses. I think they scrapped that under Mike Harris, and successive governments uh, never bother to uh, bring it back so unless queen's park is at the table to help fund the ttc i don't really see free transit that's getting anywhere in toronto anytime soon even though uh, other uh, jurisdictions have done this i agree that's the unfortunate reality yeah i agree and and also you know it's going to come down to you want to save a lot of money get rid of the gardener it costs so much money to upkeep the gardener <laughs> You know, I I feel like that could be I that could be the subheader of this show, the <laughs> municipals versus the gardener. Oh, actually, that would be a good. You know, if we ever do, if for whatever reason, Matthew, we get enough uh, to do something like a live show, we should call it that. We should call it the municipals versus the gardener. <laughs> so before we move on, I want to read some of the comments that I found hilarious from. Uh from his posting oh by the way he didn't agree with the interview so he called john moore a washed up newscaster why is anyone why is anyone going to take you seriously if you go on their show they make you look bad and then you're like oh he's a fucking idiot you're trying to run for mayor you have to try so maybe some guy named franklin shout out to franklin whoever you are writes because he asked you to back up a ridiculous comment. Wow. This is why media only gives time to serious candidates. Best keep shilling for laser eye surgery. And then someone named Janine writes, his entire interview was cringe level moronic. If you can't answer a basic proposed budget question when you claim to be actively campaigning, you clearly aren't fit for any kind of office. You know, I feel like someone, they kind of make a good point about, you know, it does a disservice to the other, I want to say, lesser known candidates. Because, I mean, we had a whole election where it felt like uh, the media wasn't very good about going out of their way to find the candidates. And it was very, very quiet in that way. So to have someone even to have someone like Blake Acton on on the show, I feel like that is almost noble of of the show, because Blake Acton, as much as you know, he doesn't see himself in this way. But unfortunately, we live in reality. 
he is not, you know, a major player in this election. And to give him airtime is, you know, good. But, like, if that's going to be in their mind now that every other candidate is going to show up and be like, uh, everybody gets everything. And what's your plan to pay for it? I'm not going to tell you. Like, that's that's not serious. That's not serious. Well, I think, so, I think I think the answer is he cannot be taken seriously. And in in terms of the levels, you're right. There was definitely in October, there was definitely an A list and a B list and maybe even a C list. I'm not sure. Um, I want to read one more comment and then we'll we'll move on to uh, something still acting related. But um, so <laughs> someone named Scouter Timbits. That's a great name. Uh, writes that was a pompous arrogant thoughtless appearance on more in the morning you are not an a-list candidate in my opinion so let me ask you something phil and and rob as well sorry um what are the rules around campaigning in terms of i guess what i'm trying to ask is blake acton's website is up and running and i have come across multiple tweets for which i've taken screenshots of that he is knocking on doors. Registration has not begun yet. So I don't think the website is an issue. I I think as long as you're not fundraising, I could be wrong. You know, well, actually, Robert, if... actually, let me interrupt you, and then, and then we'll let Robert talk. Oh, on the website, right. on the website, he is uh, looking for volunteers. So go ahead with your thought. Well, <laughs> well, so then immediately, bad, wrong. I think there was also um, like D'Angelo or something. I think he had like a, a GoFundMe sort of situation. For That's right. Him. I heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that doesn't seem kosher. Uh, I'm sure, but I'm sure the city is aware of it. I don't think they need, you know, someone like me. Well, I mean, maybe they do need someone like us to be like, hey, uh, that's happening. Can we, well, actually, is that a problem? Actually, <laughs> I know for a fact that um, this situation with the website and the tweets have been reported and we're awaiting what's going to happen. Oh, so we're, I mean, listen, that just means we're doing an educational bit in real time. You know, when you get a response back. Sorry, oh, no, I no, it wasn't, to, it wasn't me. Oh, damn it. it wasn't me. I, I said, I said, I said a friend of ours. Sorry, I thought it was I. Well, still okay. Regardless, regardless, we're gonna. I assume we're gonna end up learning the results of this uh, complaint. So it'll be educational for us and the audience. Absolutely, Robert. What do yes. you What do you think? Yes. Yeah, so fundraising uh, before the nomination is open, um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, should be illegal. Like for a couple of reasons. Like one. The campaign hasn't officially started yet, so it's like kind of not fair. And two, when you're fundraising uh, to run for office, you need to ensure funds are placed in a proper uh, campaign bank account. And the city can actually disallow you from running again if you uh, violate certain rules. Like I think uh, fake Goldie uh, in 2018 that was disbarred from running because of several uh, campaign uh, violations. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she's supposed to face trial soon. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that pop up where I think some joke was just like, 
that that we're only dealing with that now. Are we like gonna get around to anything? So, as you guys know, I've been harping. Um, I'm I'm on I'm doing the Blake Acton beat. Okay, if something happens, I'll know about it. But you guys know I've been telling you, you know, when he is answered a question, he never he never answers it. And recently, he started with you know, stay tuned, or his other platitude, elect me and find out. So on his website, he actually has the makings of a platform and I'm going to read them and we can tear them apart. Sound like fun? <laughs> Before we begin, Matthew, I just, I want you to know this, this Blake Acton position you're taking right now, it's coming out of left field completely. Did not see this coming. <laughs> really thought you were going to be pro the man Acton. Really shocked. I, <laughs> I, I realize, um, I realize, uh, Again, this is an audio format, and uh, and you can't quite see my face, but uh, I am shocked. People can tell you're smiling. They they know when you're smiling. <laughs> Isn't oh, he always smiling in the other episodes? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> can you tell? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Well, you know, there's something to be said about that. Okay, so it says here, the TTC will be free. There will be no more Presto cards, no fair enforcement. I will make the TTC safe, free, and, or sorry, safe, clean, and free, which we already know about that. Sorry, I thought that was just like oh, it only the dings coolest three coincidence. Times. Like, I thought you were like just somewhere. <laughs> no, I, for, I forgot to turn the audio, the sound off on this phone. Sorry about that. Like Gotham City is uh, striking. Or the Undertaker. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. Listen, we don't have enough gothic bell towers. Or the Undertaker. That's not, you know, or the Undertaker. We don't have enough Undertakers, I'm sure. I don't, I don't do <clears throat> wrestling. How many Undertakers do we need? Seven? No, there's only one Undertaker. Come on. It could be more. Come on. I could be an Undertaker. You're, 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 you don't watch wrestling, do you? Well, that's that's I a different don't watch wrestling at that, all. That's a different conversation for another day. <laughs> okay, so he has here Toronto Police Services. I will call for an in-depth review of the Toronto Police Service budget to ensure transparency and responsible responsible spending. To me, that means I'll look at the budget, but I'm not going to change it. I might add to it, but I'm definitely not defunding the police, and you can all go fuck yourselves. That's what that means to me. What about you, Phil? What about you, Rob? It's just a bunch of do about nothing, really. Affordable housing. Toronto urgently requires additional affordable housing units. Gee, Phil, did you know that? This is... I had no idea. This is brand uh, new information. I think uh, Blake Acton should become uh, Captain Obvious. Like, have you seen those commercialhotels.com? <laughs> I don't know why, but you, you said that so well. <laughs> Additional support for small businesses. Thousands of small businesses were forced to shut down in Toronto as a direct result of lockdown policies in 2020, 2021. Again, brand new information. I also, here's... The thing is, what I'm, I'm not, I don't know enough about Blake Acton to say this safely, 
But there is an element here where I do wonder if he's very specifically not talking about, you know, the reason for the lockdowns that harm these businesses, um, you know, because I feel like he's he's then positioning himself to say, well, oh, I guess that is what he's saying, that the he is. That those saying, policies themselves were nonsense. He's saying he's the savior. I mean, yeah, that's that's clear where it's just like, I'm going to do more of the good. And it's like, yes, like we that is what all mayors should do more of the good. But what he's what? told <laughs> what he's told me in a previous interview and what he has failed to tell people, he hasn't talked about it in months and months and months. He is a small business owner. He has rental properties. How the hell else? He got, how the hell did else? Did he get any of those like business like COVID relief loans? I have no idea. But how the hell else, with all that money that he makes from all those rental properties, how the hell else can he afford to put his picture on the television at Times Square this past Christmas? But won't forget about that. But won't pay you know, whatever for, for a proper person to come in and run his campaign. You know, he's <laughs> oh fuck it. I'm going to say it. He, he needs to get off the Twitter in the same fashion that Donald Trump needed to get off the Twitter there. I'm just going to leave that there. We'll get back to this. This one's for you, Rob make safer streets. Removal of bike lanes that pose a danger to cyclists, pedestrians, and motorists. I read that, and that to me reads, I'm getting rid of all the fucking bike lanes. I mean, that's that's exactly what it says, right? Uh, <laughs> good luck with that, buddy, because um, one thing Blake Acton doesn't realize is that um, the mayor, like, strong mayor powers aside, the mayor technically <clears throat> only has one vote on council, and he would need to work with at least eight counselors on certain things he deems a provincial priority. But ignore that. Um, he needs at least a majority of counselors to uh, go with him on some of these policies. And if he doesn't show the council colleagues like how he's going to do these things or like whether he wants to remove bike lanes, which, of course, not going to go anywhere or increase police funding or whatever bonehead thing he has in mind, then he's just going to be a lame duck mayor. Just as uh, what happened with uh, Rob Ford was mayor. Like a lot of things uh, were voted with a 44 to 1 or 43 to 2 margin with the Fords being the lone guys voting in favor. Now I've been up and down backwards and forwards his website and uh do you know one thing that I did not find that I actually expected to find was not one word about carding. Do you think he's walked that back? He was supposed to, he's a, in favor of carding. So either he understands how stupid that is and he's walking it back or he's decided to shut up about it. And if he wins, he's going to do it anyway. I don't know. What? Um, I guess it depends on if we think, do we think Blake Acton is a reformed? I've seen the error of my ways, and no. I'm going to do a complete. Well, I mean, clearly <laughs> not. I mean, especially because of that that scribe on make streets safer by removing bike lanes. 
Yeah, so so I'll shift back on the bike lane thing. Like another thing, like Blake doesn't realize is that um, when I've looked at cycling votes over the past uh, few years, a large majority of them have been passed by like twice three to uh, three or twice two to four. Like you have a huge majority like in support, and only a few like Stephen Holiday and maybe with Denzelman and Walker Michael Ford were uh, still counselors. Um, so like that, like right now, Holiday is like the only gung ho anti bike vote out there. So yeah, we do know uh, Jay Robson also voted to uh, remove the Bedtown Young pilot, um, which was pretty disappointing. But on the carding bit, um, that's uh, a non-starter. Like, like advocates like Desmond Cole, uh, who I've uh, a lot of respect for, um, like have uh, made uh, compelling arguments uh, that like. Yeah, he had the card at least uh, 50 times uh, because he's black and that it doesn't do a damn to uh, improve uh, the safety of Torontonians. Like, that was why the mayor Tory uh, uh, walked back on the carding bed and other uh, elected representatives, uh, they want to stop the card practice as well. Another thing I find interesting, Phil, and uh, I don't know if maybe we should delve deeper in this on a future episode, is that... Uh, you know, Blake Acton never talks about his time as a police officer. He never talks about, you know, where he worked or, or what division he, he worked or what, like, if it was robbery or he was working the patrols or nothing. There's no stories. There's there's nothing. It's it's almost like I was a cop. And the only uh, the only the only proof we have is that he said he was a cop. I'm not saying that he's lying. I'm not because I I do believe he was a cop. It's just other cops, you know, they have tons and tons and tons of stories. I also think um, like a lot of police are very I I'm saying this as very neutrally as possible. And I I clarify that because I am Phil, normally very Phil, anti. Hold on. Hold on. Don't worry about offending people. Fuck them. Just say what's in your heart. <laughs> Listen, regard. What's in my heart is clarifying what's in my heart. <laughs> and, you know, and that is my way of saying, like, I, you know, I'm very negative about the police. So, but what I'm saying here is I'm saying it very neutrally. Police officers are normally very proud of being police officers, right? Like they normally like talk about, um, I mean, I guess I am essentially saying the exact same thing you're saying, Matt, but I just, uh, but my thought is, aren't, aren't, shouldn't he be proud of himself? I don't know. That sounds bad because again, I don't feel like, oh God, my, my stance on the police is not positive. Well, before, <laughs> before we move on, I just want to end this little part by saying, you know, Blake, if you're listening uh, especially with your interview today and with comments you've made on Twitter, which is all out there. You can't get rid of them. I have the screenshots. You cannot be taken seriously. So with that being said, you will not be the mayor. And we can all sleep like babies knowing that you're not in the mayor's chair. And that's all I got to say about that. I want to talk. Uh, it's police related, but I want to talk about... Uh, the news we heard today, Phil, I don't know if you heard it, but the police are ending their TTC patrols. 
I, I, I want to hear your thoughts. And Rob, I want to hear your thoughts too. But you'll notice before I before you guys talk, they don't mention the money because the, the Toronto Police Service is going to keep the money. But for what? Go ahead, guys. Uh, you know what? I think I need to let uh, Robert start because, Robert, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so um, I uh, use the uh, TTC uh, three times a week to uh, get to my office at Vaughn. Uh, like, sometimes I'll bring my uh, electric oh, wow. scooter on board, or sometimes during the winter uh, I'll get a ride with uh, one of the co-workers. And I find that, like, adding um, fair inspectors or other officers uh, on the TTC uh, doesn't really improve uh, safety. I, I think uh, New York uh, City tried to do this, and... Um, it made uh, safety a, a whole lot worse. And one thing that really makes me want to go ballistic is why are we acting so aggressively against uh, people like who uh, don't pay their fare? Like they say, hey, we're going to charge you a $425 fine. Whereas if uh, you're a driver, which I used to be one and also rent a car from Enterprise once in a while, um, like if you uh, park and your beer's expired, you may be dinged with a $30 fine. Like, to me, that's bullshit. You actually raise a good point. You know, for, you, 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 you go on the TTC without paying, $425. You, uh, you know, you get a parking ticket, $30. It's kind of uh, uneven. What do you think, Phil? I mean, I, I feel like there's constant commentary, or at least maybe it's constant commentary in my head. Are, are people talk, constantly talking about the fact that it's, it's the, I want to call it the, who who are the kinds of people who ride TTC? It's lower income people. So who are the kind of people who might not pay the fare? It would probably be a lower income person. So then the fine for evading the, the relatively small fare is this huge, you know, deterrence fine. But then, of course, you've got the people who can afford the luxury of, you know, a personal vehicle, uh, you know, and I, in my mind, you, you have a car, if you're reckless with it, you can hurt people with it. I don't know. I'm getting into like my very anti-car ideology, but it's part of that is when you say park and you don't pay attention to the signs that tell you, you can't park there. Like, you know, you might get people who are like, well, that's not violent. That's not hurting anyone. So that's just a cash grab. But it's like it's part of a mindset of reckless. I can do what I want because I got my license and I got my car. I don't care. I, I guess it, it sounds like I am implying that uh, avoiding parking laws actually is violence. But um, I hope you understand where, where I'm coming from. It's just it's it's a you know, you have all the advantages of, you know, you can afford a car in the first place. You can afford all the things involved in it. And your punishment for breaking the rules there is such a small fine versus, as we say with the TTC, who rides the TTC, who might, who of those people are riding the TTC might need to break the rules to ride the TTC. And it just feels like the, the crime, or rather the punishment, does not meet the crime. Nailed it on the head there, Phil. Thank you. God, I really, I needed to spin that and, and make it work, but I needed that. Thank you, Robert. So, 
also earlier today holy shit a lot of shit happened today eh? these are like <laughs> it was I, a busy day i love elections i love leading up to elections i love all that because it's like it's like you know it, since you don't watch wrestling phil the, uh elections are also like a and i'm not being discriminatory when i say this a man's soap opera or it could be a person's soap opera how about that we'll say that um it's just so much shit and it's uh, you know, you got to keep up or you get left behind to think that I almost didn't see the more in the morning video because I don't listen to more in the morning in the morning. Right. Because I'm a, I'm a podcast person. I, I have a, a, a set of podcasts that I listen to. So I'm never listening to the radio. So I would have missed it. And I'm so glad that I heard it. But anyway, there is a tweet by uh, prospective mayoral candidate uh, Rob Davis today. Sorry, for a second, I thought you were going to surprise me with a mayoral announcement, Robert. So he says, <laughs> he says, today I call on the Toronto City Clerk to impose conditions on the handling of the voters list for campaigns and candidates in the in, in the upcoming by-election for mayor of Toronto. And as part of his media release is uh, requiring candidates and campaign teams to delete TikTok before receiving Toronto voter lists to protect voter data and prevent foreign interference. Your thoughts? Either of you, whoever wants to start. Weird. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Is that is that it's like it's well, everyone's crapping on TikTok. Everyone's getting on the on the fuck TikTok train. Now I I don't entirely like it's it's um I guess potential the the implications of the issues with TikTok are honestly they're beyond me. I don't know. I don't honestly understand what the issue is. Um, uh, I think I think what he's implying is that you know you could go on TikTok and start reading off the fucking voter list. But I honestly okay, this is where you're going to hear me defend Blake Acton. So we're going to use Blake Acton for a minute. As much as I don't like him. And I've been honest about that. That's not a fucking secret. I don't even think he would start a TikTok video and then sit there and read the list of voters. And by the way, you know, I was talking with uh, a friend earlier today and the voter list is is nothing but an updated version of something we used to call the goddamn white pages, a phone book. I don't think the fear is um, you're not you're not getting someone... you're not you're not getting bank account numbers and passwords. You're getting fucking phone numbers, email, and address. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's someone who hasn't ran before and thinking they're getting like top secret intel just by running. It's like no, you're not getting anything special like that. I can't remember what I was interrupting you for, Matthew. Sorry, Rob. What do you I have hope to say it was about good. that? Yeah, so yeah, it's, I don't really know about this Rod Davis person, but uh, yeah, I find it's completely absurd. Like, uh, tying like the Chinese buying allegations associated with the uh, TikTok to uh, yeah, needing to uh, have all candidates remove a uh, TikTok. It's yeah, like I failed to see the proper connection here. At, yeah, again, like if uh, you want to be uh, taken seriously as a candidate, whether it's for mayor, councillor, uh, MP, MPP, you name it. Um, yeah, you have to uh, do your proper research and uh, make sure like whatever you announce, like as part of your platform, uh, 
make sense and maybe better with us some others if needed to. Absolutely. I agree. Um, now it's time to talk about your boy, Philip. Ooh, what's going on with my boy? Wait. Oh, no. It's it's a boy I don't like. Is this a holiday story? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So oh, I okay. have, oh, my I bad. Have, I have two. I, I completely misunderstood. I have two more names of people that uh, are considering uh, a run at the mayor's chair, and he's one of them. So I would love to hear what you have to think, say. Uh, fucking, I love, I love, okay, I love this mayoral candidate holiday. It is, it is notice, just like looking around him in his, you know, grand vision of Toronto, seeing what us normal people have been seeing for years under John Tory, you know, the, the breaking down infrastructure, the lack of, uh, you know, any sort of maintenance, uh, just sort of the feeling that everything is falling apart and going to shit. And to have Stephen Holiday in his sort of announcement of running look down and be like, well, who caused this? We got to fix this. And it's just like, Stephen, you, this is like your legacy. This is this is what austerity governments does. This is this is all your times of like, oh, what does the taxpayer think about this? This is what the city is following that train of thought respect the taxpayer turns the city into a shithole oh uh maybe that was a little too is that a little too that strong should i not have toronto's not a shithole i live here i i still love my city it's not a shithole but oh no i thought you were saying that as stephen holiday <laughs> oh i mean i guess i oh it's all good. a little slip there <laughs> I mean, it was half. I'm parts. It's you know, fill fill in Holland Mills. Terrible, terrible fusion. Um, oh my god, what a monstrous creation I just made. Rob, what oh. do you think? Yeah, so like uh, you know, I mentioned about how Stephen Holiday has the uh, worst track record on council when it comes to road safety. <laughs> But he's also been uh, pretty bad on other um, matters progressives that uh, care about, uh, such as uh, housing, uh, carding, um, you name it. Um, it's like, I don't think Holiday's going to do that well downtown. In the suburbs, however, um, yeah, it's uh, kind of hard to um, rate the opinion because um, I know uh, Nick Cosford has uh, mentioned it uh, before, but... Um, yeah, you can't rely on social media alone to uh, understand like uh, where voters uh, currently are. Um, like people like have to get out there into the communities um, to like pitch your ideas. Um, so but... you hear you hear that Blake Acton? You can't run a Twitter campaign again. <laughs> um... Yeah, you know I am. I'm sort of under the impression that Holiday doesn't really appeal beyond Etobicoke. Like it, it's sort of. Like what I've learned, you know, through this podcast, you know, it's really that the holiday name is like, you know, more Etobicoke legend, but like truly very powerful there, surprisingly. Well, but you got you got to remember know. you got to remember that pre-amalgamation, uh, his father yeah, was yeah, the yeah. mayor of Etobicoke. That's right. Well, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm wondering if like his appeal, I don't think it extends beyond Etobicoke. 
I think uh, it withers and dies beyond the borders. There are no borders yeah. to, you know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I think you Milo know, and the... uh, Bradford will have a better traction uh, in the suburban areas, given the not-so-progressive views. And the other name, yeah. the other name that I come across, and this one's a good one, uh, Alejandro Bravo. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, huh. I think it's, I these that. are all, these are all, I guess, considering nothing's confirmed. It's not like, you know, they're getting on Twitter and announcing it. They're just considering it. But yes, I heard that Alejandro Bravo is considering running for mayor, which I think she would be great at. Yes, she's a rookie. But as I said in October, because of the, all the horseshit that, that has gone on in the last eight years, that I would prefer a complete rookie council aside from maybe Gord Perks and, and Josh Matlow um, and a rookie mayor. Let's wipe the slate clean because the people that have been here for years and years and years, it ain't working. So the fact that she's a rookie counselor, that doesn't mean anything to me. That's actually, that actually works in her favor, but I'd love to hear both your thoughts on her. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, like I, I find uh, Alejandra is uh, very good. Uh, like she's uh, been a long time organizer in Davenport, and um, yeah, true uh, progressive. Um, yeah, I like how she uh, has voted um, in City uh, Hall so far. But I think that it's uh, too soon for her to uh, consider a mayoral run. Cool. I, I think I'm on that page too because, uh, you know. She is very, very newly elected. She has been trying to get elected to, and I don't say this is like a negative against her. Like I, I just, you know, it's how it is. She's been running to get elected to something for a while. And I think as, as Robin said, I think she's, she's already done some pretty good stuff on council. I think she is already making a great counselor, despite, you know, the very short run so far. Um, there and it's like i i don't i'm not a it's weird because i feel like i'm not opposed to i'm not opposed to i'm not opposed to mayor bravo but i just it's like i feel like i want her to be a counselor for now but that's i don't know that's weird it kind of sounds like you're saying we need more data you know but i i think we also we need good counselors still like we need a good mayor but we still also need our good counselors so you're worried that a mayor Bravo produces a ward nine shitty candidate. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't think I'm thinking too deeply about it. Um, I'm not thinking too deeply about it. Oh, well, I think no, she's a great counselor. I, I, you know what? Sorry. I, I hear what you're saying. I really do. You know, you know what? You're probably right. We need good counselors. Uh, Cause the last thing we need is another candidate from ward nine to, uh, apply and then lose and go off the deep end like we have seen and I'm not going to name names but they know who I'm talking about anyway um, so today we're going to play a game but before we get there there is a a serious topic that we must talk about and I'm, I'm there's no joke here it, it actually is a serious topic uh, it's not in Toronto, but it has to do with a school board. So us being, what, the largest city in Canada, it eventually, the problem, uh, you know, it's probably already here and we just don't know about it. Um, there was a letter 
there was a letter submitted to the Ottawa Catholic District School Board trustee, a, a particular trustee. So situation happened where, and and again, any for anyone who's listening, if I'm getting the facts wrong, call me on it because as as I'm to understand, I'm I'm quoting it right. But again, I could be wrong. From what I am understanding, a 14-year-old boy used the phrase, I identify as a girl, and was allowed to use the washroom, the girls' washroom, with 12-year-old girls. I'm not sure if something happened or just the girl felt uncomfortable, but it caused a big um, commotion at an Ottawa Catholic District School Board trustee meeting parents wanted to speak on the issue uh, uh, a parent started speaking uh, they got offended by their choice of language and asked them to leave um, police were called and this letter was then sent I guess the next day or a couple days later whatever and the trustee put it on Twitter so I'm gonna read it and then we can talk about it but I'm going to trigger warning anyone who's listening because this is some very serious language I'm about to write. Uh, read. I didn't write it. I promise I didn't write it. And that's the only very joke. important clarification. Again, trigger warning. The heading is you will be killed. Someone will murder you for your behavior at in the school board meeting, shutting down the father. You and your tranny keek allies will be slain. I hope you have good security because there are many Canadians who would like to see you slain and your body disposed of. Remember this, you are a third class citizen in our country. You are a woman, a keek, a mentally ill neurotic with hypochondriasis. I think I said that right. And you are the size of a midget. Someone will brutally murder you one day. And again, I just want to repeat, I did not write that. I am reading it from Twitter, uh, word for word. So if you guys are offended, there was a parent that uh, wrote that. There's a problem here. I mean, can we agree on that? There's a problem. And, and this is what I think the problem is, and I'd love to get your thoughts. I think that trans people, the trans community, the the LGBT, sorry, let me start again. The LGBTQ2A, I don't know if there's anything else added on, community, basically that community, which includes trans people, if I'm correct, has fought for these rights for so long. And now they're being abused. And, and it upsets me. I think it's completely disgusting that a 14-year-old kid, when the mood is right, when the situation suits him, can use the words, I identify as a female. And automatically, he doesn't have to prove anything. He doesn't have to show ID. He doesn't have to pay anything. Just those words. I identify as a female. Bang, he's a female. But then two hours later, he's back to being male. Or, or however long it is. And that's the problem. You know, I don't know if you heard, but uh, I think it was in the U.S. The guy who got uh, uh, convicted of rape charges at his sentencing, sentencing hearing, I believe that's where it was, 
he used the words, I identify as a female and got transferred to a female prison. That's all you have to do. I identify as a blank. Done. Nothing else needs to be done. Check mark. Can, can people not see the flaw there? For the people who transition, if you were previously a female and you transitioned to a male, or you were previously a male and you transitioned to a female, those words mean something to them. They fought for those rights, and they should be able to enjoy those rights being respected by all of us. But you have these group of people, whether they're children, whether they're grown fucking men, abusing abusing it and, and, and hurting people in the process. I'll shut up now, and I'd, I... If you want to lay out of it, I understand, but I'd love to hear anything you guys want to say on the topic, and then we'll we'll move on to our game. Oh my god, I, I, that I, has led me completely speechless. Like, like that parent that uh, wrote that kind of death threat should be facing criminal charges. Like, I don't know what the state of uh, hate laws uh, are in this country, but that kind of stuff needs to be prosecuted. Like, we have to do everything we can to respond the rights of uh, LGBTQ uh, advocates. Absolutely. It's just the group of people who say, I can gain something by using this phrase. I don't actually have to mean it. I don't have to be a female or I don't have to be a male. I can just use it and then go on with, um, with my day. And that is what is the problem. That's what has to stop. And the governments of not only this country, but this world have to figure out a way to make that stop. Phil? It's, I feel like there's, there's a lot kind of, there's, there's a lot that can kind of, this, this could be like a huge, huge topic to talk, talk about. You know, I, I feel like, sorry, there's, this is sort of, it's a big, there's a lot going on here. First of all, that letter to um, the trustee, I'm pretty sure I know which trustee it is in particular. It's, you know, the online rhetoric, it goes so far and it just, it lets people, it just, and then a lot of people defend this sort of thing with it's just words, but those words, they barrel into action so quickly. And I just like I am afraid for her, the the person who this letter is towards. I I know like who it is. I'm I'm afraid for her. I God, I don't know. It's what what you're talking about, Matthew, is is someone are are people who, who take advantage and there are always people who take advantage of anything. Uh I don't know. It's it's God, it's hard. Everything is hard. Matthew, this is you're hard. Right. No, no, you you're, you're, you're absolutely right that it's it's hard. And you're absolutely right that these people are taking advantage. But that is because we as a society take those words at face value. I identify but, as a female taken at face value. That's the problem. I don't know. I don't know how true that is, though, because I, I feel like you also hear stories of like trans women who are placed in, in male prisons and, you know, who are, are worried for their safety. And I mean, and then of course you get people who aren't concerned about any prisoner's safety because it's, you're in jail. So like, what are you, 
worried about sort of thing. I don't know. It's, I feel like I, my thoughts on this are very half baked. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have, I feel like I don't have too much of a input on this, but I, I, I feel like if, if there are situations where people are taken at face value and they say, I identify as, blank to go places there are situations where the opposite is happening where there are these you know the very real identities aren't being respected and they're being placed in danger but at the same time again i'm sure people will say they're in jail for a reason but i, I don't think that's you know th there's a lot matthew there's a lot here yeah i could use ring of more on this too <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's worth investigating for a future episode maybe after the election because i know that coming up you know we're almost we're almost there we're almost at registration and once we hit registration we're gonna weeks, be, i think we're going to be exclusively talking to candidates april 10th we have gil penalosa coming on the show april 3rd we have that's going to be the show where we do we we're going to play all our interviews from the, earlier in the day. I can't wait. I can't wait. City hell, baby. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I figured out how we do it. How we do it? Okay. Between the two of us, we'll have three phones because I have two. Okay. Okay. So one's going to be video. One's going to be audio, and yours can be audio as well. Because maybe there might be people, <clears throat> Blake Acton, that won't talk to me and might talk to you. You know, I he has me blocked on Twitter, but oh, can we? Well, can can we be block buddies? Because he blocked me too. Finally, did I say that already? I'm pretty sure Robert's also blocked. Are you also blocked? <laughs> Surprisingly, <Robert>? not. Wow. <laughs> Why did I think you were? <laughs> like, I've been blocked by a fair number of folks on Twitter, but surprisingly not blank. <laughs> uh, no, I think um, uh, on one hand, I feel like I'm like, I don't I don't think Blake would recognize me. On the other hand, uh, Norm recognized me immediately the first time he saw me. So maybe I do have a certain we'll figure it out. You know, I'll approach him and he'll be like, oh, fuck this guy. It's like, OK, he knows who I am. Um, before we get on to our game, Rob, I just have a couple other questions for you. Um, have you ever thought about throwing your name in the hat, not for the by-election, but for like city council at all in any uh, fashion? I would consider it, uh, but I feel I need to be uh, more integrated uh, in my uh, community. Like if I was like still living in the park, High park, like I may have considered like a, uh, last fall but because i just moved to university rosale that's just way too soon even though when i found out mike lane was not running for re-election and once i found out there was the progressive standard bearer, i was like okay stay out <laughs> did you uh did you hear phil's story of congratulating norm i heard about that uh, uh that was uh pretty unfortunate but um diane sachs is uh very good yes she is um, and the other question I had is, um, I mean, we might cover this in the game, but in case we don't, um, is there, I, I, I don't know if it's too early to ask this, but is there a candidate you're pulling for or you're still undecided for the by-election? Yeah, I, I feel I need to uh, 
wait and see uh, which candidates uh, come forward. Uh, though Josh Matlow, uh, I would put on my uh, short list because um, like Lane and Cressy, uh, they're out. Uh, so Matlow may end up being the uh, progressive standard bearer and would probably uh, have a higher chance being elected than uh, Gil Penalosa, whom I supported last time around. All right. And with that, let's get to our game. It's a game of uh, it's a game of would you rather candidate edition style, not dirty, dirty style. It's candidate edition style. So, for example, uh, you know, we'll go around in a circle. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to pitch to Phil first and I'm going to say, Phil, would you rather a Mayor Bradford or Mayor Saunders? Okay. And why? I can, I can and, and, and maybe maybe just one line of why. Oh, shit. Oh, you know what? Actually, you know, the funny thing is actually this question is harder than I, I thought it was going to be easy. I was going to be like, oh, you know, despite my ragging on, uh, on Brad Bradford, I could. And then I was like, wait a second. Could I actually pick him over Mark Saunders? Because the the big issue with Brad Bradford is that all the all the kind of progressive things that he he talks about being about, he votes directly against. So the big issue with Brad Bradford is that he says one thing, does the other. Uh, but Mark Saunders is a cop. Like that's that's my one line indictment against Mark Saunders. I mean, like he's not getting my vote because he is a police officer. That is my. Uh, you know, my very strongly held opinion. Uh, oh, shit. Does, oh, no. That I think by default, Bradford. I think I, that, yeah, by, by default, it's, oh, shit, Mayor Bradford. Oh, no. <laughs> Kayla, turn off the podcast. <laughs> now, now you pitched to, now you pitched to Rob. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Rob. Ooh, I had to think about this. Um, actually, okay. You know what? I'm gonna take. You, you know, no, it's you all, have to, it's you, all have fun. To, you have to say, "Would you rather?" That's the game. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, okay, <laughs> all right, Matthew. I'm figuring it out. All right, Robert. Would you rather, despite the fact that both of these people have already said no? In fact, just by the 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 force of this conversation, I'm gonna pit these two against each other which I don't think they would ever want in real life because they are very good friends, I think. Um, Mayor Cressy or Mayor uh, Layton. Sorry, I almost had a moment where I was going to like, Mayor Cressy or Mayor Matlow. I was like, wait, no, Matlow is running or maybe running. But you know what I'm saying. Wow, that would be a really hard decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like they both like... They're both new Democrats. <laughs> I the thing is, I feel like if one of them ran, the other one wouldn't, mm-hmm. which is what makes this like hypothetical very interesting. Because I, I I feel like I I'd be so interested in a Cressy versus Layton. Like, what would their like, what would their um, ads for themselves be? What would their anti the other guy ads be? Like, it's uh, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> but. Um... I would probably have to lean towards a lane uh, because one, I find he's uh, more experienced, and uh, two, uh, I find his uh, sense of humor is better. Okay, Rob, your turn. 
Okay. Uh, okay, Matt. Um, would you rather, like, even though um, one that's like no longer uh, considering, would you rather Anna Bailao or Jennifer Keys, Matt? Oh. <laughs> oh my God! You just. Ugh. <laughs> That's a really hard choice. <laughs> I would have to go with Jennifer Keys, Matt. All right, Phil, it's 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 my turn to get you again. Um, actually, no, you want to? We'll go back away around the other way. So I'll I'll pitch to Rob now, okay. and then okay, okay. So Rob, would you rather Mayor Bradford? Or Mayor Tall? Oh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with uh, Bradford on that one, especially given <laughs> the Reginald Tall disrupted the uh, meeting and saying, where's my podium? <laughs> of course, Bradford bikes. <laughs> now you pitch to Phil. Okay, Phil. Um, would you rather fill up the cruise or... Chloe Brown. Here's here's a problem with your scenario, Robert. I like I like Phil. You know we're we're doing dueling Phils. Um, Chloe Brown is one hundred percent one of my top choices for mayor. It's like I'm very sorry, Phil, but the answer is is Chloe. <laughs> Chloe is just no. It's Robert. This wasn't a fair question. <laughs> I mean, I guess you know what. Actually, that sort of makes it. I mean, is that not what we're trying? Are we not trying to make each other squirm? Is that not the point of the "Would you rather" that sexual is... or municipal politics? That well, is you the got point. Me pretty good. <laughs> that is the yeah. point. Yeah. Phil, it's your turn to throw it at me. All right. I've, you know, so if I wanted to like, you know, if I wanted to throw you for a loop, Matthew, I'd say I would have to do something like Blake Acton or, and I'd have to imagine some sort of like visceral demon that could like be opposite Blake Acton for you to somehow choose, maybe choose Blake over that, you know, demon. Um, but I, I don't think I'm going to play that game. I think I got to, I got to. And when you're I done, gotta... we'll, go, we'll go back around one more time, and then that would, yeah, because I got one for you. Oh, it's on. Oh, all right, okay, okay. So what? Again, again, I'm not going to do my Blake Acton versus a literal demon <laughs> scenario. Uh, you know, we don't have we don't have to do that, Matthew. We don't have to. We don't have to hear your your God fearing ass <laughs> vote for a demon over Blake Acton. You know, we don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay um shit matthew would you rather would you rather a mayor holiday or and oh my god matthew if i'd laugh so much if you're saying this is what you're, you're gonna do the matchup for me mayor holiday or he did recently uh count himself out but you know again nobody was asking mayor denzel minnan wong who I'll remind you, title, former title, Deputy Mayor Minnan Wong. 
I would actually choose Denzel Min and Wong. Oh shit! I'm sorry if that's if that's unpopular, but given the choice, no, well, no, no, no. Listen, I think that's fair because, of course, again, Stephen Holiday, perfect Lex Luthor like counterpart. We've never seen Lex Luthor and Stephen Holiday in the same room together, so that's fair. Um, I'm just so curious why you so definitively and like very easily were like Denzel. Is there like um, is there any small part of him that you're like there is a small bit of good in him versus Stephen Holiday's cancerous villainous? I okay. You know, here are my reasons. Totem. One, I I don't think that he is all I give a shit about is my career as much as say Brad Bradford is. Um, and two, most of the time I just he's just there, completely, not completely. Most of the time, non, non-threatening. I'm just here. I'm just here for a paycheck. <laughs> um, whereas someone like Stephen Holiday and and I'll even throw Brad Bradford in is more of a I'm young enough that I can take over the world mentality. You know, and the funny thing is, it occurs to me now that you've mentioned it. I guess Stephen Holiday must be relatively young. I've always in my brain assumed that he's like this old guy, but that's because he's bald. He's not that that's, old. That's because he's bald. It, you because, it be because he's bald. People assume bald people are older people. It's it's not it's not discriminate uh, discriminative. It's a fact. <laughs> when you see a bald person, the the even if it's from far far away, like say you're walking down the street. And you see a bald person. Sorry, I quickly want to Google how old Stephen Holiday is. Go ahead. Uh, Counselor Stephen Holiday. When you got a Wikipedia page? I'd be baby. surprised if when were you born? He's he's not even fifty. He is not fifty. He is forty-seven years old. I I'm surprised that he's even forty-seven. I would have thought he was closer to forty. There you go. <laughs> Wow. All right. So we joked about this in our oh. bonus episode that we did. John Tory resigns. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it like this. Would you rather Mayor Acton or Mayor Doug Ford? That is, you know what? Good, <laughs> good, good question. Um and I, I hate to say this. If I'm voting for personality, it's going to be Mayor Doug Ford. That sucks, but damn, because I don't want to vote for either of them based on their policies. You know, <laughs> you uh, mean, don't, don't you mean lack thereof? <laughs> also that. Um, so unfortunately, Matthew, um, giving me this very evil choice, I I have to go for Mayor Doug Ford. Again, there's there's no reason. I feel like Doug Ford has accomplished more as Toronto's mayor as the premier of Ontario, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, between the two, I think I have to go for uh, <laughs> mayor. You know, five hundred pound gorillas on the table, folks. You know, like he's. <laughs> and to finish it off, why don't you pitch the last one to Rob, and then we can uh, we can get out of here. All right, Rob. We need to get a good, a good final. 
would you rather? And I, I don't know if I've got enough information because I feel like I, I, I think I went a pretty solid angle before where I went against the two, the two good ones. So you had to think about it, but those aren't as fun as the evil as, ones. Like, as the evil ones, like you're, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. It's way more fun, especially because it's so much fun to like shit talk versus talking about the benefits and good of someone. Well, you know, we want we want to talk about how much someone sucks. <laughs> um, but oh, but I feel like oh, we've gone through so many good ones. Um, you know, your your fairly evil one of Phil versus Chloe that was evil. <laughs> e- easy but evil. This episode should have a product placement by McDonald's Chicken Big Mac. And that's that's me fishing for 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 some advertisement while I think of a good good example. By the way, it's not that good. I finally tried it yesterday. It's only fine. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Unless McDonald's sponsors us, in which case it was an amazing, life changing experience. Um. <sighs> Robert, would you? Oh, whoa. Okay. All right. Robert, would you rather? Shit. Hell yeah. I'm going to kill it with this one. Are you ready? You're going to fucking hate this. Mayor Faith Goldie or Mayor Chris Sky. Boom, baby. Give it to me. Damn you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. There's no right answer, baby. They're all wrong. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you could have acted to work. I earned this. I'm proud of myself. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, you don't have to vote. I, oh, I think if you if you pick one, I do think uh, there'll yeah, be unfortunate implications. Like <laughs> <laughs> no votes. Well, Robert, uh, this was great having you on. We had so much fun. This this was amazing. But before you go, uh, why don't you uh, pitch your um, your blog and anything else you want to say, even if you have a message a direct message for the next whomever is the next mayor of Toronto. Uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, my, uh, two wheeled, uh, politics, uh, bike blog, uh, will be marking a uh, 10 years, uh, next month. Um, so I'll talk about, um, like local, um, projects at which, uh, need people to go to the public consultations or right to committee to, uh, voice their support. Um, I'll sometimes talk about, uh, biking uh, in uh, all sorts of uh, different places, whether it's uh, international or uh, closer to home. Uh, also talk about like different uh, bike events and sometimes I'll interview uh, a few good folks. So if you want to read more, you can go to my website, uh, wheelpolitics.ca And uh, for our group of community bikeways, um, we did uh, three calls to action uh, for the uh, last uh, election, uh, which are one, increase Vision Zero funding to $75 billion a year, which is uh, triple uh, what it is now. Two, 
reduced speed limits to 30 kilometers per hour on residential streets and 40 kilometers per hour on arterials citywide. And three, complete uh, the spike bikeways along Bloor Denver, Kingston, and Young Street to the city limits by 2026. But for the by election, we're going to add uh, two additional asks. So one, which would include, um, yeah, I don't know if we'll actually call for the right removal of the gardener, but at least like the bad uh, increased uh, transparency about it. And two, uh, we want the uh, successful mayoral candidate to uh, renounce uh, strong mayor powers. That's amazing. That's, uh, yeah, because I mean, the Ottawa mayor did it during the election. Mm -hmm. or, or sorry, right after the election was over. He, he renounced them. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I'm all for that. And uh, Phil, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I was very excited to throw in my little uh, McDonald's bit because, uh, Matthew, as you started the episode, immediately with a point, and I, I think I might have made a joke saying that that was a good idea, I did very early on want to jump in with a joke about the McDonald's chicken Big Mac. So... Thank you, Matthew, for cutting me off and not letting me do that. And I mean that sincerely, by the way. I just it occurs to me that some people might listen to this and read that as sarcastic, and I mean it genuinely. Thank you, Matthew, for keeping me off my shit. All right. Thank you so much again, Robert, for uh for coming on. We uh we appreciate uh your time and uh and thank you. Um thanks for having me, Matt and Phil. And that was Rob Zikowski. I think I said it right. You know, he didn't he didn't correct you, so I think you got it correct. That's I'm awesome. hoping. Um, you know, we had a this was a really good episode until you know I ruined it with all that serious talk, but I felt like that was a a topic that I you know what? I just needed to get off my chest. I don't know how it works for you, Phil, but like so I'm a you know, I'm I drive truck, right? So I literally come up with things to say as I'm driving and then right. I, and then I either write them down or I bank them or sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll not while I'm driving, but I, 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 I say them into my, into my phone, like a voice memo. And so it's just something that I, I heard about this. And then I kept formulating what I wanted to say um, in my head and boom, th that's how it happens. And, you know, for the people that listen to the show and are entertained, we love having you. Um, and if you like what we do, keep listening because there's going to be more of it. The by-election tentatively right now is still June 26th. Apparently that could change if the, they go to the council meeting later this month and go, nah, fuck it, we'll put it off. <laughs> well, here's my secret plan, Matthew, is I'm going to go to Warden Station and buy two patties that's two twice as many as brad bradford has eaten this mayoral campaign and by eating these two patties i believe i will be anointed mayor of toronto and we'll just bypass the whole by-election save us that money get us a good mayor solid we're done wow bang, bang, I, boom. I, I was better than that it was better than what i thought you were going to say why didn't anyone else think of it? Just buy two patties, eat them both at once. That'll make you the mayor. So I thought the rules. I thought you were gonna buy two patties, one for yourself and one for Brad Bradford, 
and then and then you were going to help him win the election and be his chief of staff. You're right. That does sound like something exactly like what I would say. I love Brad Bradford. Give me that shirt. Give me that Bradford's uh, Bruds buds. No, I don't know. I had to. I, I I was working shopping that as I was saying it, and uh, I feel dirty. I don't like it. Uh, for our listeners, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Um, to be de- determined who's going to be on to be it. Determined. To be determined. To be determined. We haven't determined it yet, so we're going to determine it when we do our determining during the week that in which day we've decided to determine it. If determine them, yeah. If if you guys get what we're saying, um. Again, the registration is going to be April 3rd. Phil and I are going to be there live. We haven't decided what platform we should be live on. I'm getting a lot of shit for saying we should go live on TikTok because people don't like TikTok no more. Uh, (laughs) I would be interested to see in this past week or two that, you know, the federal government, provincial government, they have all dove off TikTok. I wonder if the fucking stock price is in the toilet. That's a good question. I guess. Uh, do you know if they do they have public Wi-Fi at City Hall? Because that would be how I would like be uh, going live on anything. Ah, oh, fuck it. I, I I I got plans. I'm good on mine. So don't Hell worry. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we're you know we are. That's where we're going to be on April third, provided that City Council doesn't come along and say fuck it, we're changing it. We'll be there. And then uh, uh, election day is June 26th. So, uh, you know, come informed. We need as many people to vote as possible. Better than 29%. And let's get ourselves a fucking new mayor. One who won't hopefully sleep with their co-workers. Sorry, it's true. I you said. know, we can, only, we can only ask for so much, Matthew. That is true. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying that. Like, actually, it's fine what John Tory did. He shouldn't have resigned. No, I'm. <laughs> that's a bad joke. Please, nobody. Oh my God, someone's gonna. I keep. No, no, no. I keep saying he, he, these listen, things. Listen, he already resigned. He would have to rerun in the by-election. Oh, Which would be so embarrassing oh. for him. He's not gonna do it. Hold on, I got one more for you. Now that we've said that, <laughs> one more. Would you rather? Mayor Tory or Mayor Matlow? Wait, but I like I like Matlow. Oh, so I assume that meant you wanted to say Bradford? No, I'm I'm throwing you a softball. Oh, you gave me a oh man, my friend. You gave me a super easy one because the answer is Josh Matlow. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I miss I miss I misread the moment. Because wouldn't, I thought you wanted to give listen, me a challenge. We're going to be there on April 3rd. Wouldn't you be shocked as shit if John Tory's one of the people standing in the lineup? I mean, at that point, that, no. I mean, if, yes, he don't might, say no. no. Don't say no. He could pull a Patrick Brown. Patrick Brown did it. God. And it somehow worked for him. <laughs> no, actually it didn't because he never got the leadership back. Oh right! I forgot the context of what he had yes. done. I I thought it was him backing. Nope, nope. 
You are correct. <laughs> he did not get that back. But he still tried. <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> anyway, are we ready? Can we get the fuck out of here? No, oh, yeah, I think we're good. I think we we've we've hit on all the important cycling fuck Blake Acton chicken Big Mac <laughs> topics that we needed to touch on today. I'm glad you said it and I didn't. <laughs> but for, but for Phil and for Robert and everyone else, thank you. We appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week. And this is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it. And two, you're robbing them of their, their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to uphold it.